We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. Welcome in, Bears fans, to another edition of the Bear Report podcast. The second week of OTAs is underway at House Halls. The Bears were on the practice field on Tuesday with the media in attendance. We'll have one more practice this week on Thursday, and then another week of OTAs next week before mandatory minicamp is in June. We're going to break down everything on the Bears the past two weeks. Before we get into all that, though, I got to welcome in my co-host, Aaron Lemming. Aaron, how you doing, man? I am good, man. It's, uh, well, I shouldn't say, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, we're recording this on a Tuesday. I don't think we really have to go over, over everything that's been going on, but you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely, you know, in, in terms of football, I mean, we've got what three, is it three more weeks of stuff going on? Cause there's what OTA is yep. next week too, right? Yeah. OTA is next week. And then there's mandatory mini camp in June and then, um, then it's training camp That's in it. July. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's, it's kind of funny. Cause it's like, like it, it, I don't know. Like I, I, I mean, summer started over here probably three weeks ago. Although we've had our last like three days have been decently cool, but it's already you know in full gear here. And it's like, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's already almost June, and you know, before you know it, we'll be in the end of July, and training camp will be starting. And it's just, uh, it's been an interesting off season, and it definitely seems like. You know, it's kind of looking around the league and, you know, Kyle Fuller signed with Baltimore today and, you know, just kind of looking around the league and seeing what's going on. I mean, things have pretty much come to a standstill. And, you know, I think really the only other thing that you can expect from the Bears would obviously be when uh, Danny Trevathan and Tariq Cohen's uh, June 1st, uh, you know, money basically finally happens and they'll gain some cap space from that. But I mean, they're they've got enough money to do whatever they wanted right now. And I just don't think they're really interested in doing any of that. I think they're kind of more interested in seeing what they have on their own roster and then maybe evaluating things in a training camp and into the preseason and see what cuts happen. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they're, we're going to see any moves being made um, on the bears. And I think they're kind of comfortable with this 2023 or 2022, I'm sorry, uh, draft class and the undrafted free agent class they brought in. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be honestly curious to see where players like Akeem Hicks end up, where Eddie Goldman ends up. 
you mentioned Kyle Fuller finally found a, a new home. Um, I believe Bryce Callahan's still out there. He's another former Bear. So, yeah, I'd be kind of curious at that. And then, you know, maybe what do the Bears do with Robert Quinn? There was that rumor that he wants out um, of Chicago. But, you know, I, I think – I don't think he's going to go anywhere anytime soon, although he has not been at OTAs. I think he's a guy, you know, essentially you look at, he might be your best trade chip midseason if you are off to, you know, a slow start and he's off to a fast start. So, yeah, I think the roster is pretty much set for right now. Maybe a couple of surprise signings after training camp and when they do the, you know, the 53-man roster and the practice squad and all that. But, you know, as Matt Eberfus said today, I mean, they're just installing stuff and continuing to go on with it and taking the next steps in, in the OTA sessions. Yeah. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those things right now where there's been so much influx uh, of new players with the Bears. I mean, just kind of looking back, I mean, they had, you know, not counting their, you know, exclusive rights free agents, which they had three of those. They had between restricted free agents and unrestricted free agents. They had 32 free agents and they've only resigned two of those guys. I mean, that just kind of gives you an idea of how many different guys that they have churned over this roster with. I mean, really, when you're looking at it, uh, the, the turnover is going to be over 50%. So, I mean, this is going to be a brand new looking roster, obviously a brand new regime in terms of the, the you know, general manager, um, you know, a lot of the scouting staff now, as they, you know, announced, uh, I think it was what was late last week or whatever it was. And then obviously with the coaching staff as well. And, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see again, you know, I wrote about it last week and I know there were some, you know, comments in the, in the message boards about how some people felt that, you know, maybe my viewpoint on, you know, expectations were a little bit contradictory and, and I get it. I, I know a lot of people see, you know, they see if the bears go six and 11, then there's no way Justin Fields was good. And, and I understand that mindset, but I mean, we've seen it over the last few years. I mean, Russell Wilson was still a pretty good quarterback. Granted he got injured for a few games, but it's like, I mean, they still were a bad team in Seattle. And then, you know, two years ago in Houston, things fell apart in Houston and then Deshaun Watson had a career year and yet, you know, they were still really bad. Like it can happen. And I think what it comes down to in terms of that is I think it's just looking at the overall roster and your viewpoint of the roster. And I know, you know, Zach, I'm sure you've kind of seen it on Twitter as well, where the bears are punching bag within the national media right now. And some people don't feel it's justified. Other people do, including myself. I mean, I think you look at it right now, the bears are in a rebuilding mode. They have a brand new regime. We've talked about, they have a lot of turnover on the roster, but I think when you when you look, especially at the offensive side of the ball on paper, and again, this is all on paper. I mean, you can only go off of paper and what what's there right now. I mean, the Bears have arguably a bottom three to five offense in terms of overall talent. When you're looking at offensive line, when you're looking at receivers, and when you're looking at tight ends, and I think a lot of people nationally are looking at this saying, okay. Yeah, the Jaguars offseason, there's been a lot of movement. I think they've made a lot of really ridiculously dumb moves, and especially in free agency, but at least they've made moves. You look at the Jets, it's kind of been the same way. I mean, New England was already pretty set in terms of, you know, obviously they have one of, if not the best coach to ever, ever do it. And then, you know, they had some good skill position players and offensive line around him there so you know and then obviously the same thing with Trey Lance I mean it's really just about him getting a shot but you know you look at the Bears and I think a lot of what this comes down to and we're going to see it play out is you know how you view this roster you know some people view this as a team that they have an easy schedule and that they can surprise some people I view this as a team that's going to win probably five six games 
And I think more than anything, there just needs to be positive developments come out of this team. And I think really the mindset moving into training camp and, and the rest of this offseason and into the preseason is let's see what we have on this roster right now. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, I, again, I would still feel better if they went out and at least got some sort of veteran offensive lineman, preferably at right guard. Um, but I think at this point in time, you can kind of afford to wait a little bit and see what happens. And there's going to be some cuts and stuff like that. And another thing you talked about too, which is going to be interesting is at the trade deadline, um, you know, assuming that the bears aren't in it, Robert Quinn is going to be one of those guys that is probably going to be a trade piece. And I think kind of the same thing, you can kind of look around the roster and I think you can make an argument for certain players. And I know some people would disagree, um, but David Montgomery is another guy that kind of sticks out to me where depending on what your viewpoint of him is, like if you see him as a long-term running back for this team, then obviously you don't trade him and you re-sign him in the off season, but he is going to be a free agent um, after this season. So maybe he's another guy that you look at dealing. I don't know. But again, I, I don't think the movement is done yet. Um, and like you pointed out with a guy like Robert Quinn um, and some of these other guys, you know, maybe they haven't been showing up, but I think with a guy like Robert Quinn, you know, with OTAs where it's still voluntary, I think it's understandable because he did the same exact thing last year and he had a career year. I think as you get older, you know how to manage your body. And yes, this is a new regime, new coaching staff. You know, you like everybody there. But I think especially with a guy like Robert Quinn, it's not as big of a deal versus maybe a guy like Jalen Johnson, where obviously there's there's something to prove there. And I think the coaching staff is kind of looking to push him in that direction. Yeah. And, and, you know, Robert Quinn told us that, you know, he knows his body. He's the type of guy that's a veteran that's going to do what is right for his body. And whether that is, you know, showing up for OTAs or not, you're right. I mean, I don't think he has a lot to prove um, compared to another guy, say like Jalen Johnson, or even, you know, someone like Eddie Jackson, who's, who's considered a vet in this league, but is coming off two you know, kind of struggling seasons in a row. And I think, you know, you look at it and it's like, we should expect some of the absences, but when it's time for the mandatory, I think that is when it kind of uh, counts the most in terms of getting the guys in here, because even flu said today, they want to install their defense. They want to install their offense and having everyone on the same page is going to be key here in the off season. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I think it, you know, just kind of looking at what's going on in terms of obviously they're going to have the mandatory mini camp before they break for training camp. And obviously training camp is mandatory. So, you know, I, I don't think there's any, you know, risk of anybody holding out or anything like that. Al-Qadim Muhammad is the other guy that hasn't really, you know, that hasn't been showing up, which I think is, that's another one that's a little weird to me at least because yeah, it's he, like, he hasn't been here at all. It, it's just weird. It's like, I mean, the, you know, he's on a new team. Obviously, I know that he's familiar with Matt Eberflus. There's a reason that the Bears went out and signed him. I think that was probably one of the the most obvious moves that the Bears could have made this offseason. Um, but you're also talking about a guy that's on a new team and on a, you know, a, a new deal. I mean, it's just that is kind of weird to me. But I think the, I think the one that kind of stands out to me the most is the whole Jalen Johnson thing where, you know, we, we rewind the last week, right. And Matt Eberflus had a ton of praise for Kyler Gordon. And, you know, you're hearing all this stuff about Kyler Gordon, you're seeing, you know, that little clip that the bears put out him making that interception. And it sounded like things are going well. And he's asked about Jalen Johnson and Jalen Johnson missed the first week of OTAs or the first few practices, whatever it was. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, according to you guys that were actually there today and kind of what Matt Eberflew said, Jalen Johnson was taking snaps with the second team. And I know that you guys are kind of saying like, ah, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Don't read that much into it. But 
at the same time, it's kind of one of those situations where to me, it seems like Matt Eberflus and this, this coaching staff are trying to maybe pull something a little extra out of Jalen Johnson. Because if you rewind back to last year, this was a guy that was fine for being late. And he posted it on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever it was, it was a social media platform and basically said, I was one minute late and I got fined. And then come to find out he'd been late multiple times. And, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously I'm not there. I'm just kind of get the vibe off of what they say and you know, what we, you know, what we read from what they say and what you guys put out. But it sounds like this coaching staff is going to hold players more accountable. And I don't particularly see that as a bad thing. I don't see that as alienating Jalen Johnson. I, I, I see that as, Everybody's going to be on the same playing field, which is exactly what Matty Berflew said when he took this job. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, you're right. I did find the uh, Jalen Johnson thing to kind of be a little odd because the quote was from Eberflus that they were switching players in and out. Um, it, it was the first and second team. And really, I didn't even notice. Um, I noticed Johnson was there, but I didn't really notice any other skill position players kind of being, you know, switched in and out. The only thing I really noticed was the offensive line was kind of switched out with the first team and second team in terms of the right guard, and the right tackle. But other than that, I mean, I didn't really didn't notice any other players kind of taking a lot of reps from first and second team outside of the normal, you know, the rookies are obviously going to swap in and out, things like that. So, yeah, that was a little interesting to me. And, and you know, maybe Jalen Johnson isn't off to the greatest start with this regime or anything like that. But, yeah, it's something I'm going to keep an eye on for next practice as well. Yeah, and it's it's going to be kind of interesting to monitor. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, if if Jalen Johnson is in bad enough graces to where Kendall Vildor starting over him on the outside, then obviously there's bigger problems. I don't I don't think this is going to be an issue. And I think again, you know, we've been used to the Matt Nagy regime, and we've been used to Matt Nagy. I mean, ultimately not holding players accountable. I don't really know how else to put it, man. I, I really don't. Because if you go back and you look at some of the stuff, it wasn't as bad as Mark Pressman. You know, it wasn't the Jeremiah Ratliff situation or anything like that. But, I mean, going back to last year, there were multiple things that stuck out over the year, right? Where, you know, and I think the biggest thing that comes to everybody's mind was the whole Jermaine Effetti and Tevin Jenkins thing. It's like Tevin Jenkins takes a penalty Granted, probably a stupid penalty, um, you know, defending his quarterback. And what does Jermaine Effetti do? Jermaine Effetti goes over there and pushes him and causes a scene on national television. And then he's elected the cap, you know, a captain the next week. And he's starting over Jenkins and or Larry Borum. I mean, there's just certain things where 
you know, you, you look back in past years and I think because that is what we're most used to currently, I think that some of the things like what the Jalen Johnson stuff and, you know, whatever else, and even in the beginning of, you know, the beginning of this regime, when they first got hired, they weren't willing to commit on anybody. And I remember some people like, Oh, they're, you know, they're, they're not committing to Justin Fields. They're not committing to so-and-so. And it's like, no, they, this is going to be a coaching staff that makes everybody earn their spot. And I think that's the best way to do it. And I think all you have to do really, if you go back and you look, especially with the way Matt Eberflus ran his defenses in terms of total snaps and stuff like that. I thought this was kind of interesting. And I know this has been brought up before, but if you just kind of go back and you look defensively, uh, the, the Colts had two defensive linemen, that's defensive ends and defensive tackles, you know, three techs, whatever you want to call them, that played over 70% of the snaps. Uh, that was Al-Qadim Muhammad at 73.42 and then DeForest Buckner at 77.3. Outside of that, I mean, there was a lot of different rotation, you know, and you know, you start kind of going and you start looking at the defense and and what was you know most valued and stuff like that. And I think there's going to be a lot of rotation because they did play a lot of nickel, they did do a lot of different things, but at the same time, you have to have the depth in order to be able to do that. And I think that's kind of one of those things right now where it, it's kind of a twofold thing with a guy like Jalen Johnson, where okay, you're kind of proving a point to him. And, you know, whatever the reason may be, I'm not going to speculate on that. But then at the same time, you have a guy like Kendall Vildor and even maybe a guy like Thomas Graham, where you can say, okay, like, we're going to need you out on the field because we're going to be rotating. We're going to be doing different things. So we want to get you ready as well. So I just think, you know, all in all, again, I don't think it's anything to make a big deal about, but I also think that this should be somewhat of a indicator or a wake up call for Bears fans to realize this is going to be a differently run team, which is good because, I mean, as we've seen over the last few years, there was very minimal accountability and the teams just really weren't that good. There's going to be a lot more competition this year. And I think there's going to be a lot more rotation going on both offensively and defensively. And I think that guys are really going to have to earn their starting stripes. Obviously, you know, the, the star players on the team, maybe not as much. Um, but even for a guy like Jalen Johnson, who should be their number one corner and will be their number one corner, he's having to go out and prove his worth. And, you know, I, I thought the, the one other thing that kind of stood out to me today, at least from what you guys have reported, was that both Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker were both with the first team for the majority of the reps, which I think is good because that's another departure from what we've seen from Matt Nagy. Put your best guys on the field. Put your top picks out on the field right away with the first team. Get them that chemistry. Build everything that you need to build and have a good idea of what you have in the guy versus how they handle Jalen Johnson and how they've handled some of these other guys where it's like they're making them earn you know all these reps up until the very end of the preseason. You don't really get to see them with the starters. You need to establish that chemistry now. This is a brand new team. Yeah, and, and, you know, the good news from today's practice that we might as well touch on is that Justin Fields and the offense looked better in my eyes. This was probably the best practice that they've had here in the Matt Eberflus era. And, you know, they did it going up against the first-team defense. And, and although there was the two rookies and Kendall Wilder was out there in the secondary as well, it, it, it felt like there was more chemistry with the offense, you know, between Justin Fields, between Darnell Mooney, um, Valus Jones, guys like that getting involved, Brian Pringle. And for me, looking out there, that was my biggest takeaway was that Justin Fields was, was accurate. His throws were on the money in the seven on seven or 11 on 11. And it, he looked really good for the first time in this Matt Eberflus era. I mean, last week he wasn't bad. Um, there wasn't a lot to judge him on. Um, you know, there, it wasn't a spectacular practice. It wasn't a terrible practice, 
But, you know, if you remember in April, there was that report that, uh, that a lot of us reporters put out that he did not look good. He had a bad practice. We were crucified for it. But it was true. So it's a very encouraging sign to see Justin Fields perform well at practice, and especially this offense performing well um, at practice. And, and looking, I think you make a great point. You want to get your best guys in the field. You know, ironically enough, Jalen Johnson had the quote last week when they asked him about Kyler Gordon and whether or not he should play with the first team right away. And Johnson said, you know, hell, I'd throw them into the fire right away, these rookies, you know. And that's kind of what the Bears are starting to do. And we got to also talk to assistant coaches today. And that was kind of one of the themes was we're trying to find guys in their best fits right now. Get them in their best fits see what they're good at, and then we'll work from there in terms of building out their rotations and where guys play, things like that. So I think it's starting to come into fruition with, you know, uh, got rookies like J, um, J, um, excuse me, Jaquan Brisker and, and Kyler Gordon kind of being thrown into that fire right away. Well, and I think it, they need to because, again, man, the Bears are short on resources this year. There's just no other way to put it. And, you know, especially when you're looking at the draft, they didn't have a first-round pick and they didn't have a fourth-round pick. So, you know, when you're, when you're looking at these top three picks that they had in this draft with Gordon, Brisker, and then obviously Valus Jones as well, you know, those are the kind of guys that you want to see right away. And that's kind of the thing, again, man, like the Bears can say what they want, but the roster and their their actions tell the story. This is not a this is not a team that plans on going and competing for a Super Bowl this year. If they luck into a playoff spot, like let's just say the Eagles did last year, and things go better than they planned, then great. But at the same time, I think you have to do that with your younger players. And I think that, especially coming off of last year, where you know we just saw so many guys you know again man like jason peters was a prime example like he played well above what i think anybody expected but you get those last few games when it's like okay that's the time when you take jermaine Fetty and you take jason peters and you say thank you for your service we're putting you on the bench you know obviously if there's an injury you'll be the first one to come in but we need to see these young guys and that's not something that we saw last year a lot of, even with a guy like Thomas Grant, you know, that's just not something that we saw a lot of. So, and I think that one of the big keys and goals has to be for this year is developing that young talent and really finding out what you have on this roster, whether it was guys that you just added, whether it was guys that you drafted, any undrafted free agents that end up making the team, that needs to be the goal. And, you know, kind of like Jalen Johnson said, throw these guys in the fire, man, see what it's like, you know, and the same thing with their day three picks, you know, it's like, they took four offensive linemen in day three. You know, you'd like to see, even if one of those guys isn't starting, um, you know, come week one, you would at least like to see, you know, what they're capable of with the first team, uh, you know, whoever the best out of that or the best two out of those is, and figure it out and see, you know, can, can one of these guys, you know, Zachary Thomas, can Zachary Thomas start at right guard, uh, you know, can – can Braxton Jones, um, you know, come in and play one of the tackle spots and maybe you can slide Lurie Borm inside the guard. I don't know. I'm just, you know, kind of throwing out different ideas, but this is the time through obviously with offensive linemen, it's a little harder, but this is a time through, you know, mini camp and OTAs and training camp in the preseason to really see what you have in this team, because the expectations are never going to be lower than they are going to be this year, because you're going to have more money. You're going to have more resources. You're going to have more picks next year. The expectations are going to continue to climb each year. And I think the best way to be able to go out and really figure out, 
exactly what you have in this roster is to play some of these young guys. And obviously you have to do that with care, especially offensively. Um, and then it's also great to hear that, you know, Justin Fields is looking better. And I think it's also worth noting that I mean, Matt Eberflus, I mean, he's done quite the media rounds over the last few weeks. And, you know, even the stuff, some of the stuff that's come out from Jeff Hughes, it seems like they truly are impressed. And again, you know, that only means so much until we get into the preseason and the regular season, we really start seeing how things pan out. But at the same time, we didn't hear that same stuff about Trubisky. And I know, you know, a lot of people don't like looking back on that, but there was never that one time when Trubisky really just took that step forward during practices and, you know, OTAs and training camp and all that stuff and really started looking the part of, you know, a first round quarterback that was going to lead the, the franchise, you know, and, and be the best quarterback that this team's ever seen, you know, and that's kind of the thing. So at least it seems like we're off in the right direction. Again, this is a brand new offense, a lot of brand new pieces. Things take time. We know Justin Fields is smart enough to figure this stuff out. I mean, that was all the stuff that has come out, you know, pre-draft and post-draft and everything else since we know he's smart enough to do it. We know he has the physical ability to do it. You know, now it's just going to be letting things come together and then hoping that there's enough around him this year to where his talent will shine out. And usually, usually with, with, you know, uh, really good quarterbacks, even if the talent isn't, you know, even if the talent isn't, uh, you know, around him, that is, is good enough. He can usually at least elevate that. Right. And obviously you'd like to see the receivers or the offensive line, you know, preferably both be better than they are but who knows maybe if a few things go right maybe this looks a lot better than we're thinking that it's going to but either way it's always good to hear that fields is going in the right direction and again another guy that that really could could help this offense take a, a step forward and really kind of make the future look brighter is if Valus jones is the uh is the receiver that they drafted him to be in the third round whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, and if they can get that and Darnell Mooney take that next step and maybe, you know, Byron Pringle is another guy um, that is better than what we think. I mean, I think the offense is going to be a little better, but like you said, it all comes down to fields. They got to, he's got to take that next step in the progression. And so far, you know, after today's practice, at least, and from what we've heard for the rest of the practices, so far it's been good. But, uh, you know, as always, it, this is just install stuff right now. They're doing situational stuff as well today. So I think we're getting a better feel for where they're at exactly in the coming weeks at the, at the mandatory um, mini camp, and then eventually the training camp and then in the preseason and stuff like that. So, but it's still encouraging news. Um, obviously it's very tough to judge a lot of the stuff that's going on right now, just because especially with the new regime, they're installing, they're moving guys around, things like that. 
Um, but yeah, I, I was really encouraged with what I saw out there today. And I think that's a good sign moving forward. Um, I don't have anything else, Aaron, unless you had anything else to add for this episode. Yeah, I don't think so, man. I mean, I guess really the last thing would be kind of what's next. I think they, they only have one more set of OTAs, right? Yeah, yeah. So next week um, they're out there three days. And then um, after that, they go into veteran mandatory mini camp in June. And, and then it's training camp after that. Yeah, so I think, and I want to say there's there's a week in between the last yes. set of OTAs and that, and that mandatory mini camp. So, yeah, man, Correct. I mean, soak it in, Bears fans, because there's only going to be a little bit more news. And then, I mean, once that, once the, once they break for camp, you know, or once they break the OTAs and, and wait for camp for six weeks, I mean, there's just going to be a whole lot of nothing going on. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I guess, hopefully, you know, hopefully you're a baseball fan or whatever, because there's going to be a lot of, a lot of time without football. <laughs> keeping cover for a while yeah not a lot not a lot especially Cubs fans maybe um some of these prospects had called up maybe that well we'll see man I mean the White Sox are also not uh not been overly impressive hopefully that got them over the hump this weekend in New York but I guess we'll see but yeah again I hope so so too (laughs) because if not it's going to be uh not not a very fun summer for anybody in Chicago who's a baseball fan but at least uh, we'll have training camp to look forward to at the end of July as normal. And, you know, we'll kind of see how things pan out. And again, I mean, really, if anything, things are going to be a lot more interesting this year. And even if things aren't, you know, crazy competitive in terms of them winning eight or nine games, I think the games will be more competitive. And I, I think just playing the younger guys is going to be a lot more interesting to watch than what we saw last year. So, I mean, there's still plenty of silver linings. There's still plenty to look forward to this season, even if your expectations are low in terms of wins or losses and just kind of have to enjoy the process and, and, and hope that this will be the last time for a while that they'll be going through the rebuilding process. And, you know, if they got their quarterback, man, I think everything else is going to work out completely fine. It's the toughest position to find. And let's hope that they, that they actually found one, because like you said, it's a hell of a lot easier to find it. Uh, to get the rebuild accelerated when you do have the quarterback, but you know, it's, it's wait and see right now for us. It is. It is. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. So we got a little bit more free guys. And then after that, it's going to be uh, slim pickings for a while. Yeah. Yep. Um, Aaron, where can I follow you on Twitter at? Yep. You can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL and you can read my work on the bear Awesome. And you can follow the bear report at just bear report. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Zach, Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. It'll help out us and our Picks for Polls podcast, which is our draft podcast. And please do it if you guys can. It'll help us out a lot. And until next time, everyone, please stay safe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.